0: Welcome to the Foyn Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are now getting ready to record and enjoy another episode of the Survival Series podcast. I'm Peter Jones, and today I'm joined by Bart Murphy. Bart Murphy is a well known figure in Builders Merchants, a market which I know and love. He's been with the business uh, he's at now for 20 years. So, boy and man, now in the leadership role. Mr. Murphy, Bart, how are you? How's it going, mate? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Peter. I'm good, thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm very good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I know we've been trying to get this off the ground for a couple of weeks. So, you hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm 20 years in the merchant industry. I'm coming up. Well, in July it'll be my sort of 20th year. It was sort of finishing my GCSEs as a 16 year old lad, and then straight into my local merchant and haven't left.
0: Right, but but I love it, mate. I mean, I mean, I, I I started a year after, so I was 17, nearly 18, and I I walked into Travis Perkins Fulham. I mean, people know this story. I walked into Travis Perkins Fulham and said, "Hello, can I have a job?" and uh I didn't leave for nine and three quarter years, but when I did, I left to be London South director for producing, and I only left that to set my own business up. And I'm in the sector, but it's it's it's, it's unheard of, isn't it, that a sixteen year old, you know school leaver can start there and and have that kind of progression to where you are now and and winning the walls on the way mate young bms superstar of the of a generation as well yeah. there? trophy cabinet booming yeah, people i
1: was still in the age category for that one they thought i might have been past it but apparently young merchants uh five so I'm, I'm still still had a bit of a buffer in there but most people thought i was probably 10 years too old for
0: it Oh man, it's it's like, it's like when I was finally allowed to play Vets football. I got my pace back again. It was amazing. I'm like, this is this is so much better. I can now do someone for pace rather than trying to chase the boy bands around the pitch. But you know, in the in, in the podcast, and you are right. You know, I what. We've been overwhelmed by great guests from KBB and and I really wanted to get the Builders Merchant population back into it. So Marky Tan has been on, Michael Phillip has been on talking about his training and getting you on talking about, you know, that London market and what you've been doing. That's going to be a big part of this episode. But just before we go there, Bart, I... I you know, you're, you've got a young family, you've been dealing with homeschooling, Joe Wicks workouts, you know, you're working from home and, and, and doing all that at the same time. But even more so, rather than just, and I don't mean this condescendingly, lots of people talk a great game in terms of the kindness and compassion and volunteering and giving something back. You've actually been visibly getting yourself involved and supporting the community, haven't you, mate? And I, I salute you yeah. for that. But, but do you want to tell the listeners what you've been up to?
1: Yeah, I suppose it, 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 it all it all really kicked off on that. That first night of the Thursday night clapping for carers, we were all out, you know, my wife and my kids were all outside at eight o'clock clapping. And it was great. And, and to be honest, we've seen neighbours and we've our community where we live, we're in a little close of 10 houses. And we'd see people that we never see because we were all sort of going off to work at six o'clock in the morning or coming back late you know, so we've all really bonded through this. We were all out, like every single house came out, it was great, and we came in and I loved it, and it was brilliant, but I sort of felt that's amazing, it's all over the news, and there's loads of, you know, and not, not mocking what anyone did, but we weren't helping them, at that time, it was in every news, every headline, no PPE, no masks, no gloves. In our local hospital, we heard of nurses wearing bin bags as protection, yeah, so it, was, it, it seems to calm down a bit now, but we're, we're running back 11 weeks, and you know, people were. You know, there was a local nurse here to us that died of COVID. You know, 29 years old didn't sort of have the right PPE. She was working in the community, so the clapping was great. But my wife and I came back in and we were sort of having a chat, and we didn't really feel like it was enough for us. So we just that night set up a, a GoFundMe page, and I thought, you know what, I can get my hands on through the supply chain that I know and contacts and stuff. You know, I can get my hands on a lot of PPE. So we wanted to set up a page to try and get some funding support so we can buy it, you know, hopefully at cost price. So that was the initial idea. hadn't sort of run it by anyone at Moran, just sort of flew it out there and, and, and money started coming in thick and fast. The Moran guys were great. And actually, they ended up donating thousands and thousands of items of PPE that we had in stock and available around the place. So that gave us a massive boost. And some of my friends and contacts in the industry, again, sort of sent us stuff for free. But again, the sort of the levels we were needing and the volumes we were needing, obviously, the funding was massive in helping to get, you know, we wanted thousands of items. You know, we didn't want someone giving us a couple of hundred, which was great. But to really make a difference, we wanted to get, you know, thousands of masks, thousands of gowns, gloves, you know, eye goggles, so we, we wanted to hit 5,000, we smashed that in a sort of within a week and that was amazing. And then we sort of, we we, we done 10 and then we went eventually to 15. So we raised 15,000 pounds in about five or six weeks. And we used that money to sort of buy at cost price as much PPE as we could, uh, physically get. So in the end, we ended up getting about 20,000 items of PPE um, and my wife, as well as homeschooling and looking after the kids sort of driving around to hospitals and you know local district nurses and cancer centres sort of dropping off masks and PPE so we felt like we were really part of it really and, and really in the front line and really hearing the stories of what people were going through um, and we loved it
0: really and the kids loved it you know they loved to see it we had a, I, I, we saw, a I, saw, I saw some of that when you put it out you know there was a, there was you and the, and and the kids and you were doing the deliveries and the, and, I, and you don't always see the backstory behind it so and that's where like all the glitters is in gold so you know and you summed it up there you you can do a little couple of hundred which makes a difference but you've gone big you know you've raised a significant amount of money and you and you've been part of it not just for the you know, not just for the community but because you wanted to kind of go that little bit further and, and I, I mean i applaud it and i think it's it, it does i do believe that the covid and the crisis we've been through like mate it's it's brought out the real good in humanity and the worst in humanity and i think um you know we're not as kind as we were at the beginning things are changing and you can just feel the noise is different but do you remember like the bulk buying? And like the craziness like that that was going on in the early days, and just complete confusion. I think the the putting us into the lockdown situation brought some. It brought some. It brought brought a bit of humility. It calmed it down. Um, There, there has been a complete step change in in how people are approaching life. You know um, how people are approaching work. There's sadly, and I'm and I know this from what I do. There has been a, a. a huge population the the job seeking market has been saturated with talented people through no fault of their own who are victims of this crisis and that and that changes the way companies have to employ i was talking to a business yesterday and i was saying that you know you're, you're telling me you've had x amount of 100 applications for two or three jobs and you're struggling to get back to them and you know that's great but just imagine how those people feel Right. So right now you have got a duty of care to actually be a company that goes back to people, be seen as an employer that cares because you're you know, you can people need it. They need that support and and services will change in a different way. But it's it's been one of the. Yeah, you know, I look at the merchant, the merchant world, and you know, are, are we closed? No, we can stay open. We can stay, we stay open for essential services, essential supplies. I think as a as a London merchant, and you know, obviously into the surrounding counties, you boys at Moran, you nailed it. You got that absolutely spot on, didn't you? Because you traded all the way through, big numbers as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we traded all the way through. I suppose the the, the key message was is quite early on. You know, we 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 kept up the communication with staff, you know, we we talked to people, we worked, we worked things out. We were, you know, nowadays seeing screens up in stores in merchants or in high street stores is quite common. We had that day one, you know, we were the, the first I week. Remember, we, I
0: remember we were we talking week. about it and it was and you were like you were you were you, you were so far kind of ahead of everyone else.
1: Yeah, we had I mean before social distancing was really a thing, we sort of had social distancing in place we we recruited really early because we've never really had sort of security guards as such, but we, we, we put in one or two guards, not guards as such, but sort of helping the flow of customers through the store, keeping that social distancing. So right back in April, week one and two, we were sort of getting... Uh, people in place in stores to sort of restrict the number of customers coming in because the problem what, what problem you had Peter is everyone else in London was closed okay so we queues of 50 60 even 100 vans queuing up at six thirty in the morning to get in
0: uh, and I, I imagine well, they're, all, they're all patient they weren't in a rush
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. All
0: lovely, calm, yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. as um, they are, you know, as 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 your customer base is for, for twenty years gone by. They're they're yeah. the most organised, patient. You know, they know what they want. They never it's never last minute. Yeah, no, I get
1: yeah. it. Yeah. you had you had the genuine need of people that were doing emergency works and plum. We did plumbing, boilers. People with no hot water. So you had all of that supply happening, but you had all those, all these people that were off work that were sort of wanting to come in and you know get paint for do the shed. Everyone painted a fence, you know. So we were trying to make sure that we were really sensible about who we were serving to and dealing with. And we sort of the retail audience, we managed to sort of capture all of those through the website. The website just skyrocketed in this process, and we managed to sort of put and we, a click and clicks went huge. So, but we had to really think on our feet. We had to really, really act quick you know, there was decisions being made, we were at daily conference calls, video calls, what are we going to do, how are we communicating to the staff, how are we keeping our staff safe and happy to be there, you know, so it was a, it was a really, really challenging time, you know, and we were all trying to work at home and work differently in that process and make make decisions really, really quickly and not, and we weren't operating in a way that we'd ever operated before.
0: But, but being of the generation you are and the approach you have and kind of just knowing you as a person, the working from home, working remotely, embracing the technology, that's, that's kind of a given for you. Probably they probably yeah. do it on a wider scale. I mean, I talk about this on every episode. I've pioneered video technology for three and a half years. It took a worldwide pandemic, pandemic for people to kind of wake up to it. But, but I yeah. guess when you're looking at the... The people I know and love, the, the the traditional merchant trader, the manager, the staff, you know, the, the people that make those businesses what they are. Taking them out of their comfort zone and saying you maybe have to do this from home or you've got to do it in a different rotation. That must have took some managing and some implementing, I imagine. Hearts and minds yeah. is the word. that brings to mind.
1: Yeah. Do you know what Peter, for us, you know it hadn't it wasn't hundred percent there, but we already you know, we've got stores in South London in uh, from South London right up to Hertfordshire. So if you want to have a meeting in Kilburn with the head office, you know, you've got guys travelling an hour and a half to get to us and queuing up and trying to get parking and stuff. So before any of this happened, we were always questioning sort of why do we need ten of us in a room in Kilburn on a Friday a rainy Friday morning, you know, can we use video? Can we use Microsoft Teams, OneDrive, you yeah, know, so, but we were just dipping, really dipping our toe in. But we had, everyone had it, everyone was ready for it, everyone had laptops and video conferencing and headsets and everything, but just touching around the edges. And then March came and it was like, actually, we really need to do this in a serious way. And people just embraced it, they jumped on it. You know, we had everyone in the office, we've got about 50, 60 people in Kilburn head office. And we had them all at home working from home. And and most haven't returned yet to the office. There's still only a handful in the office, but everyone, you know, everyone's worked through
0: that that head office kind of footprint. How it is, do you think that will change forever? Do you think there will be like home working, part working? because i've been having this dynamic and talking to people and i was i was talking to richard hibbert yesterday from ksl i was going mate i need some of them sexy screens because i've got people coming back and i, I want it logoed and i want it to be nice and and he was going yeah. well, how many people are coming back i was like oh, i don't know he said well when are they coming back? i said well do you know do you know what the problem well not the problem one of the great things we've been able to do as a business is analyze when we need to be working so if I'm talking to Bart Murphy, right, and you're busy during the day, but you want to talk to me about a new branch you've opened and finding two or three key members of staff, you don't want me to ring you at 2.30 in the middle of a like a supply chain meeting or a marketing yeah. meeting. It might mean we talk at 6.30 or 7 in the evening or more often than not in the merchant game, early doors, like 6.30, yeah. 7 o'clock oh, in the morning. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like where the magic happens for us. So imagine if you're the other side of it and you're a – a job seeker but you're working really hard in your role you don't want recruiters terrorizing you during the day so we so it's a we i you know, i let the girls and the boys here you know go home do the school run come back to work in the evening be available at weekends and it meant once i got my head round, i don't have to see them and they're getting results it was it changed everything for us so i don't think foyne jones as a model will ever go back to a fully st- a fully staffed office with everyone in it every day. There'll be times when we want that because you need it and you want to lift it. But I think we will really embrace it. But it's easy for us. We're a service provider. It's it's yeah. interesting. And I've asked different merchants, nationals, independents, regionals, about how they see it. And there still is that. And I mean this with love, but I'm not being condescending because I love the one. But there's an old school mentality of I need them to clock in. I need to see them. Yeah, we've got to yeah. try and change that, I think, haven't we, in the new normal? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that, and probably we were exactly like that, you know, the merchant industry is long hours, early mornings, Saturdays, you know, you, and your sort of value for money is seeing people, there working hard, and this has changed that. And I think if anything, this is probably, we, we've gone to the complete opposite extreme where people aren't in at all, but hopefully when we come back from this, what's gonna happen is, it's gonna be a balance. It has to be a good balance. And I think that it wasn't balanced before, it hasn't been balanced during, but I think when businesses are bringing people back and, and they're sort of finding what's a new normality, they need to find that balance. You know, I used to leave the house before six o'clock in the morning, you know, just to beat the London traffic, you know, and, that, and that's not overly healthy every day of the week, you know, and driving into the office. And actually in reality now in this process, when we've sort of reviewed what we're doing, I don't need to be in the office every day. You know, a lot of my teams don't need to be in every day. I think there's, um, we do, I do miss that office buzz and having everyone back in head office, and that will happen, but I don't think we'll ever go back to all 50 or 60 of us all there Monday to Friday, all working really hard in our offices. Moran's could do it because we're fortunate that we've got loads of space so we could, we could do it safely with social distancing. Some businesses won't physically be able to meet social distancing requirements by getting everyone back in because I've been to merchants, you know, some of them were crammed into a little back room, not crammed in, but you know, four or five people were working on a worktop in a back office.
0: But merchants, well, were born, merchants were born alongside the rivers under railway arches, you know, in, in the back of industrial states with porter cabins on top of each other. So, you know, yes, we would all love a, a, a brownfield site with a drive-through with yeah, everything perfect. Like, uh, you know, like, like we like, saw like a McDonald's footprint with a lovely yard. And, but the reality is that estate's not there for everyone. So you, You've got kind of got to make it work. And I and I do think, and Mickey Philippa, who's such a good trainer, he was talking, ex-castle, you know, I'm really close to you, but he was talking about now, like, when you talk about your salespeople and the, and the guys and girls on the counter, that kind of, like, education of have you got everything you need? Have you got the saw to cut that? What about your fixings? What about your firm fix? What about maximising that sort of shopping basket value? You've got this amazing, you could get that value up Almost without trying, now it's not features, claims, and benefits. He's like, look, if you don't get it now, I'll see you in three days or four yeah, hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well, mate. That's that's one hundred percent correct in the store environment. Online's been great as well. There's been lots of people online, but you 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 go back now, and the challenge we're facing now is we've got these external business development people that are normally you know turning up at site. You know what yeah. sort of reaction are they going to get when they go back to turn up at a site? you know, no appointment, just popped in, skip hunting, or whatever you want to call it, you know, how are they going to be received? And this is what people have done day in, day out for years. And what's that going to look like after this? Because I can't imagine that, you know, the Mr. Builder or the construction company are going to be happy. Or even us as a merchant, we don't want reps, you know, just, you know, doing the rounds and popping in and seeing us anymore. We'll probably want to do it all by video or meetings. We'll probably want to restrict the numbers of people that are, you know, Our head office, if you went back to sort of last summer, you know, there could be three, four people waiting in reception, meeting rooms all booked up, you know, real buzz, great place to work. But that's never going to be the same again
0: you're never going to have to. I tell you what, you know, that 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 sales rep that sales blitz that new account business developer that oh my god a skip's gone up There's scaffolding there's an out of town shop fitter i'm on there that that's a world that i know and love you know so so that was and you do it by postcode by street by and i remember even being like a sales director i'd go out with a driver and i'd be in the in the in the laura going i love i, I love doing that and then when you're out coaching you're teaching your team and you're like you know they, they quite naturally are driving from one appointment to another and I would always go should we stop and like just see who's doing this and yeah. and, that, and you, you, that's kind of not okay now to do that is it it's sort of, it's sort of a it's but then it almost being a bit frowned yeah, almost you've got a different way to reach them haven't you you've got to be more creative
1: definitely yeah and also the guys and girls who are receiving that also need to be
0: a little bit more open yeah, to We we spoke about this in detail with uh, with, with Damien Walters, and he's such a man, that boy's personality. So so he's BIKBBI and we spoke about biomass big red buses, but then we got into kind of the real the real deal. And he's like, Yes, the showrooms can open, yes, you could do your designs by appointment virtual. They are people are going to want kitchens and bathrooms because. We've spent so much time in our houses, we'll know what we like and we'll know what we don't like. I dread going in because Mrs. Jones is like got another project. I'm like, oh, please, no, can we stop? But that's important now because we are going to spend more time entertaining in our gardens and we are going to be, be doing that more. So yeah. then you know, you've got to invite an installer, a tradesman, into your home and be yeah. comfortable with that. And, and I summed it up like this. We had, um, uh, I've got like a townhouse with um, like a couple of balconies and whatever. It's not, it's not palatial, but, but it's their decking. We spent so much time on the one by the kitchen, right, that it's all pinging up everywhere. So that needs to be replaced. It's a bit outside of my DIY skills part, I confess. It's a bit like, you know, so, yeah. so, so I need someone to come in and I'm going, well, I'll just get. And then all of a sudden we looked at each other and went, oh, can we do that? you know yeah. can we do that? And what about if the internet goes down and sky goes down and they have got to come in how does how does that work and and that's so relevant now when you take it into a a business like yours which like, like merchants which are which are delivering supplying you know you're trading it it's, it it really does change the whole mindset of the game and and it does without a doubt wake us up as a sector to the world of online and digital, doesn't it? And that's something that you, sir, are quite passionate about, aren't you?
1: Yeah, really passionate. Obviously, obviously, obviously you've seen the, the stuff that we do on LinkedIn, and that was helping us to sort of promote. You know, I can't, we would never, going back to the charity stuff, Peter, we would never have a million years got anywhere near 15K if it wasn't for the power of social media, online, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We had, um, we had a celebrity chef who sort of jumped on our Instagram posts. And she started using our feed to sort of do these live cooking demos. So she helped us to really get off the ground. But that was all the power of digital and social media. And as you said, people have got more time. They're at home. You know, they can't go, well, until recently, they couldn't go for a game of golf or go down to the pubs. So what are those people doing instead with that free time? You know, people are online more. They are online shopping. They are on websites. They are on social media. So we've really grabbed that and we've really done a huge amount of work with the website. You know, we've talked about the showrooms and, you know, people not wanting to physically come into the showrooms anymore. So as you've seen on LinkedIn, we've done uh, most of our showrooms now. We've got one left to do, but we've done the 360 tours. They've been amazing. So if a client wants to, rather than having to come in, we can send them a link. They can have a proper walk around. It's fantastic. You can really sort of almost like touch and feel the
0: showroom. Wait, wait. It's, 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 great, it's great that you've brought that up because because it's something really close to my heart the virtual tour so 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 people will know that Scott was on the podcast i 've been working with Scott as a business consultant as a mentor you know because i 'm in the markets where those tours would work and you were one of the first people we reached out to and it was you know it, it was like yes, wow, love the dolls house that will work you know how can we do it but you 've actually now you know where you 've actually seen how quickly that can be put together and the quality of it it yeah. is beautiful to look at and really powerful, mate, isn't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, supposedly, you know, without, I'm not that technical. So with all the work they put into it on the day of filming and stuff, I thought, right, two, three weeks, we might eventually get something back. Cause it's sort yeah, next, the next day, you know, Scott had it back to us. We had it on our social media with 5,000 views, you know, within 24 but hours.
0: People don't, people don't believe me when I'm talking to guy. I'm shut up, Jonesy. Like, yeah, you know, you know that we like you. You're a good salesman, but you're not going to turn that around in a week. I'm going, I promise you we will. So, so breaking news on that, part is that um, I'm now working with Scott in a much more formal basis as a business development director. So, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're really kind of because I can, as well as, help him in terms of introductions i can bring a lot more marketing and social media and content support because bar one or two people who have their own kind of idea of what they want to do if you're if you have a showroom and you want to put make it visible this is a solution and 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 it's really good and it's but what's nice for me is to have feedback from someone like yourself where you've been through the process where you didn't have the showroom online it now is ready to go online and it'll be, be hitting it'll be, it'll be going with the new website for you won't it yeah
1: I mean, the thing is mate we had an amazing website which really took off during this process clicking clicks online ordering but the showroom's were all closed all the staff were furloughed you know and it was a real bugbear that there's this little although we've done amazing through the process and we've really worked hard to trade this real passionate area of ours in terms of kitchen bathroom flooring, was was all you know, no one was not many people working there, it was sort of closed up. Trying to work out how we're going to navigate back through this. What we, right, we can do when they risk um, lighten the restrictions, we can do appointments, but there's still people that aren't comfortable about going out. My wife wouldn't be overly inspired to just you know pull up to an MP Moran and, and go in, walk around a showroom. She would much prefer to sort of look at it digitally, you know, and, and get to the first point, you know, get your design done, get your quote done, and then at that point, if you really need to go in you know, go in and, and touch it and feed it. And that's, indeed,
0: in that's a really interesting point though about, about how you know your your missus feels because ultimately if there is that resistance, you've got to overcome it in some way, haven't you? There has to be the way to do it. And, and the tour is a great, great starting point. And depending how deep you go, it can be it can be coded up, it can be yeah. really linked. I mean the the, the quality and attention to details frightening. But what I like the most is i can just have a little wander around when i want i don't yeah. have to have an influencer or a celebrity saying here it is and, you, and it's like a video walkthrough i can just play around with it and, and i think that's what makes it fun because it's touchy-feely if that makes sense
1: yeah. and if you're on a phone or an ipad or a laptop it's really interactive we're looking right now Pete, we're, we're booking scott again uh, you know funny enough i've emailed him this morning to book him again you know, we we want to do more with him. We've got we've got a new landscaping area which is outside, which hasn't really been done before. So I want to try that and see, right, can we make a virtual tour work for paving and landscaping and fences and you know, and because we that's all that's a, a massive retail audience. Well, as
0: well. the man's right. the genius, right? He's done he's done a golf course, yeah. he's done stately homes, he's done restaurants, he's done um like wedding venues. Um, very, obviously very, very big in estate agents, but the man's yeah. love, you know, it's, he went from being a driving instructor to a kitchen designer, which is a, but he loved baby B, and, and that's kind of where, where I've come in and the magic's starting to happen because we're having conversations like what I've had with you, and we're, do you know what we do? We don't sell them, we just introduce them, and if you like them and you can yeah. see them working, you get your reaction where you're going, that'll work there, what about this, what about that? And, it, and it's been great. So, like, I mean, look, it's great okay, that, that you tell telling me we've got another booking, Scott. Yeah,
1: Scott. I mean, I can't see a reason why you wouldn't want to have it. You know, because if your customer doesn't want to use it and they want to come into the showroom and have an appointment, great, that's fine. But why wouldn't you want to have that for the customers that don't want to come in, that want to want to browse the showroom at home, want to have a look at it on social media? We've used uh, Scott's done some small clippets for us, just like little mm-hmm. sneak preview. We've used those on social media, on Facebook, and you know, and they've had thousands and thousands of views and likes for people that aren't even looking, you know. So, for my thing, it's a no-brainer. As soon as we heard about, it, as soon as you spoke to me about it, we were like, "Yeah, we're having it. We need to get this sorted," you know. And, we, and within a couple of weeks, we've got them live. They're on site. They're on social. So, yeah, for us, it's a sort of no-brainer. It's people are going to be working and behaving differently after this, and you, if you're not, if you're not on par with what's going on and You're not ready for it, you're going to be left behind.
0: So, this, that's so this. I mean, listen, thank you because that that's that's just brilliant to hear. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send this to Scott and go, My work is done. There you go. But, but in terms of the talk about the future, right? And it, this is something that I'm so passionate about, okay? Um what's what's next for for your business what what's like the the medium i won't say short as a medium to long-term strategy now get traveling towards the end of this year into next year is, is there a plan are you working towards different objectives i mean you haven't got to share your secrets mate because your competitors will be listening but but where, 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 where what's taking your time at the moment what are you focusing on mate
1: well, well my role's completely completely changed you know 360 degrees really you know Before, I spent a huge amount of time in the office and then, you know, get out to the stores and out to talk to customers and, you know, where I could sort of fit in around just day-to-day office work. Since March, all the office work's gone. You know, there's my teams that are part of head office, other people are managing, and that's all moved to one side. And it's freed up my time entirely just to be out, you know, working with the stores, you know, working with the e-commerce team, marketing, social media, to really look at, what we're doing going forward, we're looking at at the moment. We've we've added a lot of services like your 3D tours. We've added like a really nice skip hire function onto the website. Again, really quick and easy, three steps. Jump on the website. You could price a skip within less than thirty seconds. So that's that's the retail audience and trade. You know, we look at, obviously we've done the showroom work. We're doing a massive landscaping display. So we're just really, really using this time. I'm spending a lot more time you know, out out in the stores, looking at how we do deliveries, how we deal with customers online, click and collect. And again, as I said at the very beginning, you know, I, I had people talking to me and saying, yeah, when we get back to normality, we'll catch up for a coffee or I'll pop into the office. And I think it's really naive for anyone to think there's going to be a normality after this. There won't be. Nothing's going to be normal after this. It is going to be different. And it, whether you're a merchant or a hairdresser or a pub, you know, everyone has to adapt to what's going to be happening. You know, the, the retail market is going to change, the high street's going to change, the high street was changing anyway, this is going to, you know, make it change
0: really, even was changing, man, like, you know, the, the Westfields were arriving, it was, uh, and because, you know, the, the, if you go to the original, the lake size, of blue waters and all that, they were never that nice, they were a bit stuffy, yeah. and they, you know, but then the Westfields came, and you're like, whoa, you know, we, we've stepped up. I'm not saying they, they work financially, but it had a like where I'm from, Fulham. You put the West Building, Shepherds Bush, mate. Obviously, the old TV Centre, Putney High Street died, King Street, Amersham died, North End Road, Fulham died almost instantly. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? The the, the the Kings Road and other end of Fulham Road will always and so, will always be there at Knightsbridge. But those those little centres of retail, which Putney, Fulham, Amersham, Shepherds Bush, yeah. Good, good retail areas—they died almost overnight when that arrived, didn't they? Right.
1: And it was because it was convenient. They can park. There's loads of rail links, bus links, restaurants, cinemas, bowling. You know, it was convenient, and it and it changed how people were behaving. They weren't just you know getting the tube down to the route, like to Fulham Ball High Road or Kings Road. You know, they could pull up on a car. There's some places to entertain the kids. You could eat out as a family. You make it almost like a destination. You're making a sort of day of it if you needed to just pop in and grab something it was all done really quickly and well organized and you can park you know so that that changed how we were shopping and then with the merchants we've had with we the last few saturdays where we've been closed i've had a team in the stores sort of re-merchandising the stores yeah you know, we had loads of supplier stands making it a little you know sort of little bottlenecks around the stores we're like stripping the stores out you know making it more spacious more open Easier for customers to navigate. You, you don't, if you were going to a Sainsbury's, you don't want to be up front and personal where someone's. You know, come around the wrong way and they're right there on top of you. So we've been working on the stores and making them, you know, merchant stores can be uh, real. Yeah,
0: we've gone down like, down like the traffic management of Ikea. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, we haven't gone to that extreme. We are letting right. people... I would be a bad customer if yeah. you had, because I ignore it. I know the shortcuts yeah. part, so I ignore it. But, but And in my local supermarket, they, they're trying to do it, and I actually think people just purposely go the wrong way. Yeah, But, but that's... But we're humans and, and and you're going to get that. But what you're talking about, though, is, is creating the space and on <clears> that journey, having the right merchandise products and the right price points. And, the, you know, that's where it can happen. And it can, it, it, you can, but I guess that's the genius. It, it's having people in on a Saturday or a Sunday when you are closed to really yeah. look at that through the eyes of a customer.
1: Yeah. The thing is, Peter, we were always at Moran's, we've always looked at, a customer journey we've always mapped out right when they walk in our door you know what's that process we've done mystery shopping secret shopping telephone shopping you know we've done everything you know net promoter scores the lot so we were always really engaged with that customer journey and the customer experience anyway this is just really really emphasized the importance of it and if we're not on our game, you know, if a customer comes in and feels uncomfortable in the store and has had to queue for an hour to get in and then it was a bit clustered and you know, if they're not, if they're not happy and comfortable, they're not going to come back, you know, yeah. and we're competing with Decelco's who do have lovely stores and they're really well merchandised. You know, we're an independent trying to hold our own against them. And, you know, I think in this process we've come into our own, you know, people, I've wanted to deal with people that have got the knowledge and the support and they can ring up for advice. You know, we've got the website. So we've just been about making that journey easy for people. There
0: is something as well about that independent merchant culture where, where it's customer-driven, relationship-driven. There's a couple of examples down, down in my part of the world now in Sussex where a couple of independents, you know, single sites and, you know, one's a startup, one's more established. But they have probably worked longer hours nonstop to service their customers in creative ways, you know, that you sit there and you go, fair play. If yes. what you've been doing over the last couple of months does not give you customer loyalty forever, then, then nothing will, because they, I guess they're not confined, so they can be very creative and look at it differently. And that, that, and, and, I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about builders, merchants, and, and I want that to stay. I want that in there. I do a lot of what you we said, there as part of my recruitment. And sadly, Bart, there is a population of builders, merchant branches. And I don't care if people handle me for saying this. You walk in there and you get ignored. They're forgettable personalities. They don't really care if you serve you or not. There's no happiness, no banter. And you go, wow. You know, if there was just something, just a bit of spark, and I'm saying to, when I'm recruiting, I'm saying, look, I've done your competitors, and you're telling me you want to bring someone in from a competitor, you don't, get someone from a phone shop, get someone from Screwfix who actually wants to talk and build relationships, I guarantee if you train them within a few months, they'll know the price of 4x2 and 80 mil MDF and yeah. whatever, but... Get your cue working, get your man, get that there because I think the, you the know, personality and relationship element is going to be so important now, isn't it?
1: I mean, that's it, Peter. I think people get hung up on it. You know, when I went into work at Moran's, I'm absolutely clueless. Nothing. I did never did
0: anything.
1: <laughs> you did. Seriously.
0: You just it's yeah, really school dinners, bar. You got your
1: GCSEs. Yeah, when I was looking at the guys and girls that I was working with, we 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 were we had a, a group of people. We were called Saturday Boys. There's still three or four of us now at Morans. That you know, one of them's a branch manager. One of them's an assistant branch manager. There's me. You know, loads of people. All the Moran boys themselves. You know, the whole family that they, they grew up in that manner. They were in there as, as knee high, working in there. No experience, but you know, a love and desire for customers. I love the buzz of the merchant industry The products you can teach the system you can teach you can't teach people how to have that relationship with customers and how to have that personality and that spark you know that comes naturally and as you said it doesn't matter where they work if you can find that raw talent that they've got and they've got that willingness and attitude it doesn't matter if they worked. if they've got two years experience at Co and they already know the products if they haven't got the personality people aren't going to buy
0: and uh, mate, mate, listen, you're preaching to converted. I get so evangelical about this because because we, we've got we've got lots of dangers in the sector, and I don't, don't want to get too too deep into this because I could go for hours. But you've you've got you've we already had an attraction problem. You know, school leavers, college leavers, university leavers were not attracted to the builders' merchant sector, and I know that the institutions are, are trying to change this, and there's you know there's lots of good work being done. But compared to the field. You'd never be on top of the list where people want to work. So so you've got to kind of showcase what's out there and, and bring people in. But then when they're in, you know, let's actually onboard them, develop them and give them a chance to actually become successful. Because if you don't have future people coming in, you, you've got absolutely no chance at all. Now, what worries me even more is that some of the brightest and best people, and they could be at board level, Middle management, multi-site management, business development, trade count Some of the best people I know are out of work. All right, and that's and that's that's crisis led, no fault of their own. We could lose some of these people from the industry forever, and that that terrifies me. And and I don't know, I don't have a solution, but but that's something that I think we've. I work hard to give people confidence, and I'm saying look. I can help you with your employability. I'm going to help you stand out and you can go out there and get yourself noticed. But it's, um, we've got to, as an industry, hold our nerve and, and give something to these people, whether it's temporary projects, interim projects, you know, yes. a way to stay on. Because I, I don't want them to go and work somewhere else because they're so good. Yeah, we've
1: we've taken people on that, you know, they're not doing the jobs right now that they deserve to be doing or they should be doing, but those jobs don't exist right now. But we've got some fantastic people from the industry that we've started in April, and May, you know, working at Moran's on trade counters or in different roles, you know, that in the long run, you know, I've got fantastic plans and ideas for these people. But as you said, we could have lost them from any one of them said to me, all right, if I don't get a job at Moran's, I'm going to go and be an Amazon driver. Where that path yeah. that needs him could be out
0: of the industry altogether. He's some somewhat- really good, one of the best, best, best reps I know. Right, this boy's mustard He's driving for Hermes. Yeah, yeah. So exactly
1: the same. That could lead, you know, he could end up delivering to someone who sees he's talented, and you know, and it could steer him out of the industry completely. And that's and that's a massive worry. I work um, closely with the BMF, and I'm, we're, uh, i know you do, and I'm, we're, we're I'm one of the ambassadors, so we're always prior to this. We were always doing like youth recruitment campaigns, schools, colleges, really getting out there. And again, we had a a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago and all of us ambassadors got together because we're all talking, right, how are we going to do this now? Because schools probably don't want us to go in. Colleges don't want us to go in. So we're talking about, you know different ways that we can communicate with people and get the message out there to get people in.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to commit. It's unfair, but I'm gonna get you to commit. mate. I, I'm putting together some um, some webinars, right? So like Crowdcast webinars where I'm gonna host and I'm and I'm talking about careers in my sectors, so yeah. merchandising, KBB, manufacturing, what I do, and what I'm trying to do is I'm inviting people that are currently looking for a job, and I'm saying. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, how the market is, what careers there are, and I'm trying to get. I've got someone from KBB. I would love to have you join me just to talk about merchants yeah. and, and kind yeah. of that pathway because it would it would jump on what you're doing anyway. Yeah. But you're
1: you so passionate about the merchant industry, as you said. I've won awards. I've come up through the industry. You know, I've been really fortunate at Morans that they've always presented me with opportunities to sort of keep me busy and focused and engaged and happy to be there. So, you know, I'm really passionate about it. I'd love to do it, mate, and help. And if we can get more... people,
0: It's my life. It's what I grew up in. But I've been out of it since 2003. So I'm now, you know, I now work in it. So, yes, my voice is loud. I, I do videos on it. People know me. They believe me because I, I do it with belief and passion integrity. But when you can involve someone at your level with your story and someone else and you could get them in there it, it it kind of transcends it because then you get the interaction and they talk about the different routes and i'm not i'm not it's not a recruitment piece it's actually an industry piece and it's it's kind of putting it out there so i've got you in bart you're not getting out of that one mate so that's no, done. no problem so, so so let's go going back to the murphy family you mentioned that um a couple of them were back at school, Are they all back at school? How's that going? Yeah, it's good.
1: You know, like my wife's a teacher by trade, and she's actually a governor at our local school. So we've been fortunate enough to sort of have an insight as to all the hard work they've been doing, risk assessments, PPE. So there's people who weren't sure about it, but we were quite confident with it. And, and I think certainly my son, uh, who's six, he sort of – he my wife's done an amazing job at homeschooling here, and she's got all the resources. So over in the corner here, I'll just move my camera. You know, there's loads of books and resources You're and awesome, all the stuff. You know, she's done an amazing job at, at doing all of that. You, you, t-
0: you tidied that. You
1: tidied that before t- we got here, t- didn't you? There's that yeah, I'm yeah. hitting it away over there. But the thing is, despite all of that and how brilliant she's been he needed a bit more engagement he needed that running around the playground with his friends he needed to get back out playing football and you know all that stuff so so we so we were we were a no-brainer we were gonna we were sending the kids back we thought you know just as important for kids mental health and all of that side of it so we sent them back our school are doing two days a week sort of staggering start times we, they've done an amazing job at you know how they get people the, the volume of people it's a huge school you know, it's, it's free-form entry, so there's 90 kids a year. Wow. They've done an amazing job at staggering start times, using different entrances. So, yeah, two, two are back. We're hoping that
0: the, the, the government changed it. Mean, you, you think your traffic management and distancing is a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> do, it, do it with a seven-year-old who wants to go to the toilet.
1: Yeah, try doing it with 15 four-year-olds and saying, right, two metres apart. They've done amazing. So, two are back. Uh, two days a week, uh, which has been great for my wife because then she's been able to then just use that time to concentrate on our older one who's seven. Um, We're hoping that they're going to go back Monday week for the older ones. Our school is sort of sticking to their plans that they've put enough groundwork in and and risk assessments that they're happy to take the older classes back. Some schools now, the government have changed the rules that they're not committing to everyone having to be back. But our school are, are sticking with their current plan for that and we're on board with it.
0: Mate, I tell you what, do you know what? It's it's a there are things you don't envy, and my my boys are grown up, so you know, Harry's 21 and Henry's just about to turn 18. Jack Smiley, that's one of his mates, so he's he's smiling over there in the corner. But, but it's you know, I would have no idea if I went back, say, 10 years and you know, one was at secondary, one was at primary, or whatever. So, what happened to their football teams, their rugby teams, their cricket teams, their all the things they did anyway, plus that, not. I mean, that, that I, I yeah, don't envy. It was well, well, mate. Everyone, well, has Everyone has challenges, don't
1: they? We've got three kids under seven. Before all of this, you know, our weekends weren't like, you know, nice picnics in the park. We were doing 15 hobbies a week, yeah. football, rugby, yeah. we were Irish family they were doing yeah. Gaelic football, swimming, gymnastics. Ballet, you know, mate. It was two cars running, you know, in and out.
0: Oh, mate, you give your life away to get to put them out. I mean, I've been. I mean, I'm I'm where you're being about ten years, but I'm on the other end of this now, so we're like, well, we're locked down now. But we're, me and my wife, we go. Oh, what we're we, we gonna do? Oh, I quite. We quite get on with each that other. Is, it's but impressive. it's it's amazing. It's amazing how you see families kind of just go right back to the raw basics. And have fun. Yeah. And that's good. Isn't
1: it? I'm absolutely, I, I I keep saying to everyone I talk to, there's a part of me that's absolutely loved lockdown because I've spent I've got I've got a better work life balance. I can work, you know, I work flat out in the day. But if I need to do things in the evenings or weekends, I can. You know, I'm I'm, more, I'm with the kids more. You know, we're doing stuff together as a family. The other weekend we went into central London and it was a it was ghost town. You know, it was hot. So everyone was off at the beach where they shouldn't have been, but we just took the opportunity to take the kids around and do a big walk in the scooter around London. You know, they got to see all the sights. It was quiet. We had a fantastic day. You know, we were walking around Covent Garden. We were the only family there, you know, and we've done so much, you know, stuff, getting out on our bikes. I think people shouldn't get into the point where they're just working, working, working at home. They need to get that balance. They need to get that exercise in, the time with the family in. We go for bike rides, walks in the woods, you know, movie nights, playing Monopoly, you know, all the stuff that's great. And, and when we come out of this, again, when you talk about... the Do, your family, that, do, your, family, do your family cheat at Monopoly, Bart? Just out of interest. Now, the Murphy side are, are notorious cheats, and my wife has keeping a very close eye on us. But
0: um, there, 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 are, there are scandalous... When we play Monopoly as a family, it is scandalous, yeah. mate. There is money under pegs, there is like hotels appear from nowhere yeah. it, it, it often ends in like a scene of eastenders yeah. over a monopoly game but it's still fun though mate we've loved thing. it mate and we've
1: loved that quality time with the family you know and, and even you know i bought a bike because before i didn't really have time for it we've bought bikes you know i'm out cycling with the kids you know there's the, it's a real balance and as i said we had 15 hobbies a week before are we gonna have 15 after this no we're definitely not you know no talk to the kids and see right what are you really passionate about what do you want to do and and focus on those but we're not going to be letting them do every single hobby they want just because their friends are i think it's just as important to have some time together as a family you know and 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 keep that going through this process um so yeah we've I, I, i'm one of this actually loved it
0: but we're, we're, we're into a new normal mate this has been an absolute brilliant episode right i'm just going to kind of take us through it in steps we We've we've got to know well, most people will know who you are in your career anyway. Yeah. So we've covered that off. We've we've spoke about, you know, MP Moran and the successes you've had and the innovation you've been doing to keep trading, to service your customers. Yep, yeah, we, we spoke about the online, the digital marketing, the showroom tours, the difference that's making. You've actually raised money and made a difference to, to to our to our NHS and our care workers, and you've got your family through it, mate. It's been a brilliant episode, and you've agreed to help people who want to have a career in merchants, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast, mate. I've been wanting you on since I launched the series. So I've got you at last. Yeah, you have.
1: Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been busy trying to get it tied down, but... Thanks
0: for having me. I think uh, this will be episode 28 of the Survival Series. I've got one more to record today, one tomorrow, one to go. And that is it, because I think we've survived. Yeah. And I'm going to series four, going to be called Summit Different, and we're going to go at at different angles. But you've been a brilliant guest, Bart. Thank you so much for coming on. You enjoyed yourself? Oh, I've loved it. You enjoyed yourself? I absolutely loved it. It's been brilliant quality. Well, okay. So that's Bart Murphy from MP Moran's. This is the Foyne Jones Show survival special podcast. Thank you so much. You're going to see clips of this on LinkedIn. You're going to hear it on iTunes and Spotify. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks Pete. i see you mate. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.